Chuck is a podcast featuring active service members discussing thoughts and opinions on various issues surrounding military life, current events, and issues. The statements heard here are the opinions of its members and guests. These do not necessarily reflect the views of our events and are not endorsed or sponsored in any way. Listener, you are addressing advice. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pit Talk Pulling Pits and Opinions with your host, Gunny G. Back after a week. Uh, last week, we talked to Jacob, M40, uh, F45 coach, about transition, adversity, and resilience. Check it out. If you don't follow, like, or subscribe on on your, on your on social media or on all your, everywhere you get your podcast, go ahead and do that. Leave me a comment. DM me. Let me know how I can do better. It's all about service members helping service members. We got a special guest, long overdue, by the name of Caden Shanks. Uh, hey, go ahead and, and t- say hello to the listeners and introduce yourself, a little bit of background. What's going on, everybody? Uh, like you mentioned, my name is Caden Shanks. Uh, I've been active duty for about six years. I have 97 days left active duty. Who's counting, though? Uh, yeah. I'm very excited to, to transition out and go full-time as an entrepreneur. Oh, boy. Entrepreneur, uh, finances, money. We got Caden Shanks talking about financial freedoms. Caden, uh, we'll get right into it, man. Hey, before we get to the meat and potatoes, uh, let them know where you've been, uh, different capacities in terms of billet, where you're at now, things of that nature. Yes. Yeah, so um, originally from Texas, joined the Marine Corps at 17. My first duty station was in Hawaii uh, with 3rd Marine Regiment, now Latour Regiment. Um, did s- Six months in Japan, TAD at Camp Fuji, and now I am the S4 chief for a recruiting station out here in Utah. Mm, oh, nice. Utah. Random spot, huh? <laughs> Never thought I'd find myself here. Was it ever in the playbook? Yeah, I know. That's crazy. I, I don't. Utah sounds like a pretty state, though. It is. I, I love it here. It's, uh, it's snowing right now. Uh, don't like that part, but I actually <laughs> do enjoy the state. I enjoy the city. Uh, you know, I'm actually blessed to be able to come out here. That's crazy. Um, let's get right into it, dog. Financial freedom. Uh, some of the concerns that I see out there in terms of young service members, man. I was reading out there uh, a poll by the Military Financial Readiness Survey. They're talking about 84% of enlisted members and their spouses have worries about personal finances and buying a home, buying a vehicle, going back to school, putting all those important things on on the side on the on the back burner because financially they're not stable. Can can you t- speak on that? And is it is it military pay? Is it the compensation, or just is it inflation, or what's going on? Yeah, so I would say there's a you know there's a couple things. You know, the military pay is obviously not not the best out there. But realistically, compared to, you know, a lot of jobs and people that are transitioning out, it's actually, you know, pretty average um, for a lot of normal jobs. I think one of the issues is most service members, you know, their first four years, they spend it partying, going out. I know that's what I did in Hawaii. We didn't have anything better to do. You know, they spend all that money instead of figuring out ways to invest that money, you know, it back into themselves to, to increase more money. 
Um, mm. Because the, the reality of it is we can't increase our military pay. You know, whether whether we like it or not, we can't go to Congress and be like, we want 100000 a year. So we have to figure out a way to, to do what we have, do what we can with what we have, and invest that back into ourselves to create more resources. Interesting. Interesting. But, you know, I, I was I was a little bit alarmed because, you know, when they first came out with this uh, uh, this poll, uh, it was like a little bit less than 20 percent of 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 service members uh, couldn't pay their bills. Right. And now mm-hmm. since then, it's it's doubled. So that means it's 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 concerning. Right. And and right. I don't think finances should be a concern, especially with the challenges we face as service members and the daily sacrifice we have. We you know we sign a blank check. Tell me a little bit more about, you know, you speak on finances and, and what what we should be doing or the tools we should be uh, utilizing right now as service members to to set us up for success at 4, 8, 10, 20, whatever it is that you serve. Yeah, so that's a, that's a great question. I think a lot of people, you know, they, they have this myth that, you know, oh, I now that I get BH, I need to go out there and buy a house. You know, that's the first thing. That was the first thing I did when I got BH. I was like, everyone told me in the fleet that I need to go out there and buy a house and use that. Not understanding, like, you know, once I bought my house, the the mortgage rates were out there, you know, mm. and I could only do so much. Like, my mortgage is a thousand over BAH. Um, so I've talked a lot of, uh, with a lot of people, you know, that are, you know, captains, majors that are working up in the, the ads, talking about BAH. What is it meant for? Uh, and realistically, like, they don't cover you to buy a house. That, that's not the intention. When I was renting, I was living just fine. Um, but that's actually kind of how I got into the financial industry mm. was, you know, I bought my house, you know, my expenses went up a thousand, fifteen hundred a month. My military pay didn't go up a whole lot. And so, you know, having to learn those other resources, um, you know, they, they, they don't really teach you a whole lot about finances being in the military. Uh, and that's just because, you know, as a whole, the government as a whole, isn't really going to teach a whole lot of things that isn't necessarily going to benefit them 100%. Um, one of those areas being like the TSP. Right? There's a lot mm-hmm. of statistics out there when it comes to the TSP. A lot of people think like, hey, I'm going to have a million dollars by the time I retire. That's 1% of TSP participants. Only 1% mm-hmm. of them actually have a million dollars come retirement. Interesting. That is interesting. I know you mentioned about, uh, uh, what is it? You're talking about the VSGLI. You had mentioned you you'd send me some a little bit of quote. I didn't get to finish reading, but can you touch on the VSGLI and, and why uh why you have the opinion you do? Yeah, so I don't personally agree with the VGLI. Uh, and the reason is if you go look at the premium rates, by the time you hit 70, you know, you're paying about two thousand dollars a month. Hmm. And that's what people don't realize. Yes, it's pretty affordable in the beginning, um, but I personally will always recommend somebody to go get an independent life insurance policy before they start their VA disability claim, before they transition out. That way they can get approved. There's policies out there that approve you for your life that's not going to increase that premium to $2,000 when you're 70 years old. Uh, Because the reality of it is, nobody at 75 wants to be paying $2,200 a month for $500,000 in coverage. I know. My life, I, I think my life's worth a little bit more than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Tell me, um, so I know that financial stress causes a lot of, lot of, or financial instability and or stress 
causes a lot of a ripple effect on mental health relationships and uh, and everything else that's you know tied with those things. What's the best thing a service member can do, or just any small Joe guy can do in terms of financial stress? Uh, what's one thing that you can one tool that you can provide them? Like, hey, look, don't worry about it. This is what you need to be doing. Well, the first thing I would say is a lot of people stress because they're scared of the future. Hmm. Uh, and you know, you've made it this far, right? Trust me, there was times where I was like, I don't even know how the bills are going to get paid this month, but they got paid. Like everyone still woke up the next day for the most part, right? If you're stressing, that means you woke up. So it's going to be perfectly fine. But the the number one issue when it comes to, you know, finances is a lot of people just have a spending problem. That's that's the reality. Uh, People just spend a lot of money instead of, you know, saving it and investing it. If I had, you know, a couple thousand dollars right now, I wouldn't be worrying about investing it in different products. I would figure out a way to invest it into myself so I can get the skills needed to go make more than $10,000. Yeah. Make more than $20,000. And that's just things that a lot of people aren't really willing to do. They want instant gratification, instant returns, and not necessarily taking that and investing it onto themselves to go increase that income part-time. Yeah. That that's good. That's good. Does does budgeting play a factor in in, in maybe people taking that thirty inch step forward in terms of investing in themselves? Oh, budgeting is everything. Um, I've sat down with clients that you know make fourteen k a month that are living paycheck to paycheck. Well, the reality of it is seventy five percent of Americans that are making six figures a year are living paycheck to paycheck. It's not an income issue; it's a spending issue. Whoa, um, that's crazy. You know, the, the client I sat down with, I did her budget. There was about $5,000 left over. And she was like, I don't know where that goes. Like, I live paycheck to paycheck. Like, so I was like, there, there's something that you're not tracking that you're spending money on. I was hmm. like, what What did you do yesterday? She's like, oh, I spent $400 at Target yesterday on Halloween decorations. You know, and so uh, realistically, like, it's a, it's a spending issue at first. And once you do a budget and you actually look like, dang, I spent... Three hundred dollars a month at tor- uh, at the PX on tornadoes. You know? Hell yeah! Then hey, hold on, let me stop up. you. There. Them tornadoes are on point, dog. I know. Trust me, I I love my tornadoes. I <laughs> right, love right. Anyone that knows me in Hawaii knows, like, hey, if you're gonna come to work late, bring me a tornado. Yep, that's it. That's crazy but, though. Uh, keep continue. I mean, I know to cut you off. My bad. We're talking about budgeting, my man. Yeah, but no, budgeting is everything. When I sit down with clients, that's before we even talk about, uh, you know, I'll show them different opportunities out there, how money works, how money stacks, everything like that. But before we even talk about, you know, what's best for them, I'm, I, I run a budget. You know, mm. what are some things I can help you with? And the first thing I'm always going to recommend a client is to increase their savings because most Americans live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Whether you're in the service or not in the service, it doesn't matter. Most Americans live paycheck to paycheck. So the first thing I always do is run a budget with clients. That's good. That's good, man. Hey, we'll talk later offline about budgeting because I already know, man, my, my money goes to food. I'll tell you that right yeah. now. Uh, but in terms of, you know, budgeting and and credit and, and those areas, you think people are scared to be honest about what they're going through really financially? 100 percent. 100 percent. I've had clients that I sit down with and they're like, oh, yeah, I run this successful business. I want to invest this amount. And then we get down to it. And you just don't hear back from them. So I reach out to one of their friends and like, oh, yeah, he 
he reached out to me, just told me that he was he was lying. You know, he just didn't want to actually say what position he was in. Mm. That's, that's crazy. We can't help it. We don't know. Yeah. You know, what, I sat what? down with 50-year-olds that have $50 left over a month. I've sat down with 40-year-olds that, you know, in the at the end of the month, they're in the negatives every single month. Um, and those are the people I can help. I can't help someone that tells me, yeah, I make 15K a month when they really make two. Dang. What, what's, the, what's the common trend that you see? I know that budgeting is a big deal, but in terms of finances, I know you see trends, 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 and trends. What's the, you know, what are the, what are a couple of trends that we can all, we can all, you know, relate to and speak on? The, the biggest thing I would say is to do your own research. A lot of mm. people just, they take someone's word at value and they don't go out there and actually research. Like one of the biggest things in America is like the 401k, right? We're literally taught in transition seminar, go find a job with a good 401k. But what people don't know is the inventor of the 401k regrets making the 401k, Yeah, <laughs> which is crazy. So there's so many products out there. And then with that, there's still so many financial companies that, you know, will, will lie to people about one specific product because they're trying to sell another. And so really the biggest thing is to go out there and do as much research as possible on different options out there, because the reality of it is money rules the world. And once you understand money, the world becomes fun, it turns into a game. And so actually understanding different options out there. That's good. Money runs the world. Money, money talks and is, it becomes fun after you figure out the game. Huh? That sounds, right. that's, that's pretty good advice, man. Hey, how do you, how do I know? Do you, does all, you know, like you can only speak on the Marine Corps. I know that you can only speak that, that in that branch, but in terms of the Marine Corps, right. Do you think that, and, and this is an opinionated question, this is not dogging nobody or nothing like that, but do you think that we provide enough financial classes on a monthly basis? I know we see, I know there's a lot out there. Um, not at all. And uh, like, I know in the, the six years that I've been in, I, I've only been to one or two financial seminars. One was in boot camp telling me to put all my money in my TSP. And the second one was when I reached out to, um, the education center and said, Hey, can somebody come talk to my Marines? Outside of that, I've never been taught in the Marine Corps. Uh, now there's TRS, but the issue is, you know, you're, you're dealing still with the government and yeah. you know, the, the reality of it is the government's going to, to talk about what's going to benefit the government and the, the people that, you know, talk on this, their salary, you know, so they have to stick to only what they can talk. I actually have people that do TRS seminars that I've worked with and they're like, yeah, I have other investment strategies. I don't even like what we, what we teach, but I have to teach them. So I pull them into my office afterwards and talk about what I actually believe, you know, but they have a book that they have to go by because it's a government funded, you know, employee. And so, I definitely don't think that there's enough resources in the government, but at the same time, any human being military, not military should not rely on somebody else to just give them information. You know, nobody's entitled to, to just go, you know, somebody come knock on their door and be like, Hey, here's some free education. Like you have to go out there and actively search for it. That's crazy. 
So I know that we're unlimited on time, Caden, because I know you're a busy man doing doing big, great things. Finan- in terms of pr- uh, providing for yourself, we'll talk about two more points real quick. I know that uh, you're retiring on the TSP, man. We got about like a minute on this one and a minute on the next question. But retiring on the TSP is very slim, man, because you're saying if you think about it, uh, you know, we were in talks earlier. Only 17 percent of service members do 20 years. Is there a better option or is there a way that we can pull out from the TSP and do something else? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, you can always access the TSP, pull it out, do, you know, put it into other strategies. Uh, one of my favorite strategies is a cash value life insurance policy for like a retirement strategy or, you know, like a Roth IRA, something like that, that actually mm-hmm. is your own, that you own it. Because even if you retire at 40, you know, 40 years old, you can't touch your TSP to your 59 and a half. Hmm. You know, and you still have to pay taxes on it because the five percent that they match you goes into the traditional. It doesn't go into the Roth. Oh, and so, what? yeah, nobody taught me that either until <laughs> I did my own research. Say that again, um, real quick. Say it again. The the contribution match goes into the traditional, not into the Roth. That's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. Oh. I never knew that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I mean. I'm not a uh, by any means any you know financial guru, man. But I only t- I, I'm a command financial specialist. I got I got the basics under me. We'll talk about one more topic here. You got about a minute, a couple minutes on 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 this one. More than half, you know. We again we we're talking before this this session. You're talking about more than half of the veterans that get out, right, are still unemployed after transitioning we're not even talking about retirement we're just talking about marines that just transition out after four eight years ten years they're unemployed for almost four months why is that do you think that because they're not financially set they're not working or because they're financially set you know i have enough time to work out not work right away yeah so uh you know i think the first thing is that a lot of people don't spend enough time in the service actually building good skills you know that are actually profitable profitable um to go out there and and make good income um but with that you know one in four get out unemployed they get out with no job lined up one in Mm. four service members transition out with nothing lined up so you know people don't plan to fail they fail to plan and so getting out (laughs) without that plan uh and then the last thing on this that i genuinely think is a big driver is that a lot of you know leaders don't actually sit down with their Marines that are transitioning out and be like, hey, how many job applications did you submit? What's the plan? Let's walk this through. I know when I told everyone I was getting out, everyone was like, oh, you'll be back in. You're not going to last. You're going to be one of those homeless people. You know, why don't you just reenlist? Like everything, like nobody's really supportive. And so they get out, like they were just ready to leave their leadership and get out and be on their own, but they weren't prepared for it. And so actually sitting down, hey, let's sit down, knee to knee, go over everything how many jobs let's submit let's let's you go i go i'm a, I'm an interviewer and actually helping that marine transition out instead of just being salty that they didn't stay in dude that's deep you go i go it's about to be on a, it's about to be on a shirt hey say that other one you you plan to fail not what is it nobody plans to fail they fail to plan that is deep if you don't get anything out of this get some of that Put it on a shirt, put it on a sticker, bumper sticker, trademark it, do whatever you got to do. That's wild. Um, one more, one more thing. I mean, one last save round, Caden. Uh, of course. If, if, uh, 
if you had one thing to offer right now to everybody listening, what what would that motivation, what would that inspiration, what would that service member helping service member type of statement be? The biggest thing is that, that you're in control of your own life. And that's for the good, for the bad. If something works out, it's your fault. If it doesn't work out, it's your fault. Like you have to take complete ownership and own your life. They always say, hey, nobody cares about your career more than you. And that's also the same getting out. Nobody cares about what you do after more than you. So make sure that you're honing in on your skills, your building skills. Personal development has to be the biggest thing in your life in every aspect. Like that should come first before anything is personal development. So once you build you, then people will follow. God darn it. That's going to go on a shirt too. I'm trademarking that. Once you build you, people will follow. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we got Caden Shanks, Kaylin in from Utah. Again, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule. I know you got a busy evening with uh, in uh, meetings and all that stuff that you're doing. Again, thank you. The, thank you for your time. Um, and uh, where can they reach? Where do they get? What are your handles? Where can they reach you at if they want to DM you for more advice in terms of financial freedom? How they can? How can you set them up, set them up for success? Yeah, so the the number one thing that I utilize is Instagram. That's probably the best way to get a handle me, uh, a hold of me, which is Caden underscore Shanks. Uh, it's the the number one platform I use, so it's probably the best way to get a hold of me. You heard it first, folks. Caden Shanks and Instagram. Follow him, like, subscribe him, and hit him up if you want some more financial freedom advice. Again, thank you for taking the time, and I'll leave you with this, ladies and gentlemen. We got eighty four thousand seconds in a day. And if you're not using them correctly in terms of financial freedom, setting yourself up for success, you're not taking full advantage of your day. You got to learn, learn, give back, give back, help each other out, uh, you know, build each other up, you know, in terms of in terms of life, find spiritual, uh, you know, being uh, financial freedom, well-being, they help each other out. That's what service members are supposed to do with brothers in arms. And uh, again, Caden, I appreciate your time. I let you go. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Pit Talk, pulling pits and opinions with your host, Gunny G and Katie Shanks, and we out. Pit Talk is a podcast featuring active service members who discuss their thoughts and opinions on various issues around military life, current events, and issues. The statements heard here are the opinions of its members and guests. These do not necessarily reflect the views of our events and are not endorsed or sponsored in any way. Listener, your discretion advice.